Welcome to the Baseball Show. Chicago's only interactive nightly show focused on Major League Baseball. baseball. And for the first time in 12 years, the Cubs and Sox are both in the postseason. On radio, on app, on podcast. Listen to the show your way on ESPN 1000 or the new ESPN Chicago app. Presented by Goose Island Beer Company and sponsored by the Points Bet Sportsbook. The The Baseball Baseball Show Show. on Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000. If this isn't a microcosm of, of what today was, I don't know what is. You just break your mic? I did not. I went to move it yeah. to position it closer to my hey, face Ricky. so I could speak. Yeah. And part of it, uh, so now I'll just, I'll just hold it. This is what I should do. I should just be holding it. Yeah, maybe Ricky should do this. You, everybody on Twitch saw it because as soon as, as uh, Eric, who's producing the show, turned on the Twitch camera, it broke. So twitch.tv slash ESPN1000Chicago. Hi. 312-332-3776 is the phone number. We will take all of your White Sox calls here on the baseball show. Black and Abdallah with you. Uh, we just watched that game. We listened to the game right here on ESPN 1000. The A's win 6-4. to four. They advance to the ALDS. They will take on the Houston Astros on Monday for game one of the ALDS. And listen, uh, what we saw in the first inning, I thought, was telling to how this game was going to go because Ricky Renteria, to me, was a manager managing a baseball game, a win-or-go-home game, where he was managing the game like he was panicking as the game was taking place. I don't understand why you're even starting Dane Dunning when you're removing him from the contest after 15 pitches. What was the point of that? And if you are managing with that mindset... How are you even going to get through the next eight innings, which you know clearly, as the game goes on, it will be more impactful. The decisions you make will be tougher, and you will have to navigate an A's lineup multiple times. To me, he panicked early on. Bob Melvin did the opposite. His team was down by three runs early, but Bob Melvin stuck to the plan. He had a plan. He knew he wanted it mapped out for the final four innings, who he wanted coming out of the pen. The A's have the best pen in all of baseball. He wasn't going to burn guys in the first and second inning. And that is why the Chicago White Sox are now eliminated because of the mess in the first and the second. And obviously, crochet getting hurt is not something that you can plan for, right? That sucks. Yeah. Absolutely sucks. But the way he handled the pen throughout this game is a complete disgrace. And really, some of the dumbest managing I've ever seen in a contest that's an elimination game. What in the hell was he doing? Well, I think that the plan was to have Dunning go clean through the first inning, which didn't happen. But then you pull him. But but the whole whole logic there is idiotic. No, I understand. Even if he gets roughed up a little bit, say he gives up a run or two in the first, you got to use your starter for more than one inning. You have I, nine of these to get through. I agree with you, Chris. We were making jokes in the sixth, like, you know, Ricky's going to run out of pitchers by Yolmer, the seventh. Yelmer, Sanchez, Yelmer, knuckleball. No, here's the problem, It's Chris. asinine. Yes, you can blame Ricky, and I blame Ricky. But this is 70-30, 60-40, right? Because in the last two games, the White Sox, the, the high-potent offense, the great offense— of the White Sox, the top five offense in, in Major League Baseball, went three for 21 with runners in scoring position in the last two games and left 22 on base 
in the last two days. So, yes, Ricky gets a majority of the blame because of the way he handled the bullpen and going away from the plan. And the plan should have been, I'm not a baseball manager, you're not a baseball manager, but if you wanted to do that, you should have, start, you should have started Crochet, gotten him for an inning, and then gone to Dunning for two or three innings, and then you could have, and Hoyer could have pitched longer too. Like, all of these guys could have, he, he went and got these guys way too long. You you set up a dude to fail when you you walked Listella late in the game uh, to load up the bases. But this story is also, both can be true. This isn't an either or. This isn't a who do you blame for the loss, Ricky or the offense or the players. Or Rick. It's both. It's twofold. You can blame Ricky for screwing up the pitching, and you can blame the offense for leaving 22 guys on base in the last two days and going 3-for-21 with runners in scoring position. They loaded the bases twice in that game. It couldn't do anything. So don't tell me it's 100% Ricky's fault. Ricky is at fault, yes, but this is on the offense. And this team, this young team, played like a young team. They played like a young, unexperienced team in the playoffs. And that's exactly how they looked at the plate. That's exactly how Jose Abreu looked in that at bat, in that last at bat that he had. The only guy, the only guy who looked like he'd been there before and continued to get better are actually two guys, I would say, is Tim Anderson, who had nine hits in his first three postseason games, which has never happened in baseball before, and Luis Robert, who had a couple hits the first two games and finally broke out with a home run today. Those two guys looked like they belonged. The rest of them looked like young guys. It's on Ricky and it's on the hitting. Top two, uh, Robert gets a solo home run, a moonshot, and the Sox had second and third. Anderson had a double magical, uh, got stopped at second after his hit. And so you had second and third with two outs. And at the time, you and I were talking about it where it was like, okay, you got you to gotta pile on some runs here mm-hmm. because of the pitching situation that they're going to face. We need more than one, two, three runs. We're going to have to put up a six spot, seven spot. It's what we were talking about. Bases were loaded after a Grandall walk, and Fires gets out of the inning. And, and the A's get out of it, and it's like multiple times we saw Abreu up at the dish late. I believe that was in the eighth. With two guys on, he hits into a double play, end of an inning. And the the Sox also had another situation where they had bases loaded. They couldn't get anything in. And we knew as this was taking place, and I get it. You can say, who are we blaming? And, And not necessarily Ricky, but I don't understand who he thought was going to eat these innings as he was just burning pitchers in the first three innings of this contest. 312-332-3776. Jeremy, you're on the road. You're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Jeremy? What's going on, guys? What do you think of the loss? Uh, I'm angry with the coach. <laughs> uh, I'm really pissed with the, uh, with Abreu. Like, like you, I was listening to you guys. He looked just like, like he was young. I mean, biggest game of our year, and you blow it like that, man. I'm angry. It's been 12 years, bro. 12 years. Yeah, I'm with you, Jeremy. I agree. I was disappointed. Let's go to Brian in Arlington Heights. You're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Brian? Hey, um, you know, we can all see Renteria's errors throughout the season, but his biggest blunder in this series is something that no one's talking about. He used Dylan Cease yesterday, and it was a waste. He didn't need to bring in Dylan Cease. He brought him in for 14 pitches, and what that did today, actually overnight, it eliminated the element of surprise. The A's knew we had to go and start Dunning. Cease was no longer a starting option for today. They had all night to watch film on him. The players don't like to game, to game plan against him, and it blew up in our face. 
So I'm okay with this loss as long as it means we move on from Ricky Renteria. Thanks for the call, I Brian. I think that's and, coming ine- inevitably, well, isn't it? Yeah, I, I would hope so. And I think that a lot of these decisions, like to what Brian's saying, is using Cease yesterday not only wasted him from the start, but then also we're talking about how do you get through these innings today. Mm-hmm. You could have gone Dunning to Cease. Well, at one point Cease was warming then up. Then Crochet. Yeah. No, Absolutely. I know. Cease, uh, Cease was at the very end when yeah. we got to the bottom barrel of the bullpen. Yes, yeah. yeah. Let's go with Salim and Elgin. You're on ESPN Salim. 1000. What's up, Salim? Hey, guys. Uh, yeah, so I just wanted to call in. I know everyone's blaming Renteria, and certainly I think he does deserve criticism and blame. I think his biggest mistake probably was Rodan, bringing in Rodan. Um, I think the Dunning thing, I don't know. I, I'm, I did, I'll be honest, I missed the first inning because of work. I was in a meeting, but I was reading online that people were saying his arm looked kind of weak. I'm not sure if he just looked bad. Um, the, and then obviously Crochet being injured, I think that's what really screwed everything up because if he doesn't get hurt, he eats up what like three innings, I, I would say. Yeah, and I then, mean you would you would hope he looked good, yeah. so you would hope and he then, could do that. Yeah, and then you got guys like Howard Foster and Marshall who are generally really good, just completely look like deer in headlights, like too big for the the moment. Um, you just had that, and obviously you guys have talked about the offense, how many base uh, runners we left in position. Like, I was shocked. I was completely thinking Abreu was going to come through, and even he didn't. Like, he's he's the MVP. Yeah. So, I mean, there's blame to go on. And then also the front office, let's be honest. At, at the deadline, they said we're standing pat. We knew we didn't have a third pitcher, a starting pitcher, and I'm not, I'm not going to be mad about that for not giving up the farm for whatever. Um, and they didn't even add any one uh, depth in the, for the bullpen. They could have maybe traded like you maybe a twentieth uh, player in the farm for someone for some pitching depth. But like I said, in, in the off season, the biggest thing is I understand people want to move on for Renteria. That's fine. I don't know who will be available. That'll be a, not obviously. There's, there's definitely could be an upgrade, but I don't know who that is. I'm not AJ Hinch. I'm, not that, I'm sorry, AJ Hinch. Mm-hmm. One World okay. Series with the Astros. That's who they should okay. bring in here. Okay, but then there's other holes they need to. They have to yep. go sign another starting pitcher. Mm-hmm. They have to go get more bullpen depth, and they have to get someone in right field because Mazzara sucked. He needs to be gone. Yeah, thanks for the call, Salim. I, I would say this. Uh, Trevor Bauer yeah, is, is the target now. He's going to get paid, though, so you're yep. going to have to be... Ryan Zerf is going to have to be willing to spend. I know they do. They I'm not saying that they don't. spend on Dallas Keuchel, spend on, tra- uh, on uh, Trevor Bauer. He's spending a lot of money on the Bulls, though, right now. Well, I'm just saying, if you want to win, you need a third starter. Okay, all your phone calls coming up next, 312-332-3776. We're talking about this Sox loss. The season's over. They lose to the A's 6-4. to four. The A's advance to the ALDS. We'll take your calls next. The Baseball Show. On Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. We're talking White Sox baseball with you at 312-332-3776. Ed and McHenry, you're on ESPN 1000. Hey. What's up, Ed? What's up, fellas? Um, Renteria is terrible. I'm, I'm 100% with you on that. I've been saying that ever since we brought him into the organization um he was never a great he was just a filler he's just a guy that's just going to stand there and do jack uh, he doesn't coach a team um i feel that uh um you know we played we played crappy baseball at the end of the season and brought it into the postseason um and expected to do it with our offense um 
Moncada was a complete disappointment. Yeah. Um, there's 100% there. Um, you know, uh, bases loaded. Uh, what do we leave? 23 guys on base in three games or whatever. That's unacceptable. As, as an offense, you need to put the bat on the baseball and, and, and make things happen. Uh, it's not all about the home run long ball. Um, you know, we did that early on in the season. Uh, looked like a great team, a team that was going to be successful. Um, and I think they lost that. Um, and, of course, Renteria is not going to do anything to help that either. So, Thanks for the call, Ed. We appreciate it. The one thing I would point out with uh, Yoan Mancada is he had COVID-19. Mm-hmm. And I wonder um, the after effects of having it and getting through this season. Clearly, he was a different player this year than he was last season. Now, I know um, many players around Major League Baseball have struggled in this season. We've seen it on the north side with Chris Bryant and Javi Baez. Mm -hmm. uh, Stars struggling. Uh, Cody Bellinger, for half the season, was not playing the way he usually does. Lots of players around, they were talking about it on the broadcast today, Marcus Simeon. Mm -hmm. He was not putting up the numbers he's put up in the past. Um, you also have to wonder about the air quality out there because of all the fires going along with the with COVID nineteen. That's, with that's what I was, was going to point to is like Mankata after he he stole the base right to get to second. He looked like either he knocked the wind out of himself when he dove, and or he was out of breath from just that. It looked like he knocked his wind because he was like bending over and like trying like, to get he, his, he, his he breath back. He seemed like not himself yeah. for a majority of the season. He even was sat down halfway through the season because his legs weren't right because mm-hmm. he didn't feel himself. You know, it's just hopefully a player like Yohan Mankata will bounce back next year and we'll see the numbers that we saw in 2019. Mm-hmm. Steven Elmhurst, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Steve? Yeah, good evening, guys. Uh, you know, I, I think for a lot of the year, I heard a lot of people complaining about Rick Renteria, mm-hmm. and I thought it was overblown, but my goodness, <laughs> two outs and he yeah. pulls Dunning. It was, I thought that was just absolutely ridiculous. You used Cease in the prior game, so that wasn't an option today. So it was like, I think the, the right thing to do was start Dunning, and I thought he's going to give you four or five good innings. I, I had every confidence that he would do that, and just pulling him like that, it was like a panic-type move. And I think that translated to the rest of the team. And that's why everybody was on edge. And you see, you know, the pitchers walking the ballpark. I mean, my God, it was a walkathon out there. All we had to do was pass out the, uh, the pledge forms. And, and I blame it on Cap, you know, because he goes out with this unity walk. And I think that, you know, the pitchers joined in on it. They decide, yeah, let's walk a lot. Here, here we go. But seriously, it was just. I think he he really got everybody on edge because it was such a panic move in the first inning. Yeah. And then every time somebody get in trouble, okay, make another switch, make another switch, make another switch. And nobody got comfortable. So I, I think, yeah, I agree now with all the fans that are saying they got to make a move. And Ricky is not a good manager um, as far as handling a pitching staff. So, you know, I, I'm with everybody else on that now. Thanks, Steve. Appreciate the phone call, man. Yeah, I think that, you know, uh, Cap is definitely to blame. No, no, I'm not. <laughs> As always, um, blame Cap. But no, I think you have to go out, and it's it's time for the the White Sox to take a look in the mirror and and Jerry Reinsdorf to take a look in the mirror and say, look, I think Rick Hahn knows it. Rick Hahn knows what this team is capable of and wants to be able to make the moves, and they had a plan, right? He's never swayed from the plan. Even when dudes were up for big contracts and should the White Sox be in on it, they made offers, but ultimately it didn't work out. So, Stick to the plan. Now, spend on some pitching. Go out, 
get Trevor Bauer, you know, add some depth in the lineup, and then add to the bullpen if you need to. And then now it's time to hire a big league manager. And A.J. Hinch is out there, and I know he was on the Astros, but he didn't, he just kind of looked the other way. You know, like he didn't, he didn't contribute to it. He didn't organize it. He just didn't report it. He just didn't report it. A.J. Hinch is a professional manager, won a World Series. Go out, get someone that is a World Series type manager. And I think that, yeah, they, they looked like a team that hadn't been there before in this series. And that's what it came down to. Yeah. And, and you know, I, to me, I don't think the first inning is when you panic in a game like this. So They were you, winning, too. But, like, what what irritates me is after 15 pitches, you use up a guy that you're expecting. Oh, and it, You're expecting to eat some innings. And the yeah. moment you – and like Steve said, the moment you pull him, now it's a fire drill. Yeah. And now – and, like – yeah, it sucks that Crochet got hurt. But the, but once that took place, it's like, now how do we figure out the rest of this game? We have eight innings to go. When you've got That's a guy, what's so frustrating. When you've got a guy warming up in the first inning, that kind of says what your plan is. Yeah. That gives away the plan. All right, more of your phone calls. We will continue talking White Sox baseball with you. The phone number is 312-332-3776. If you call us, you will get on the air. All calls welcome. We're back in two minutes. This is the baseball show. This, this. 